Charlia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and am daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello, hello, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Sincerely and generously, I want you to take a moment to think of how you're actually doing, reflect on the past week. And if that's something that you find kind of hard, you can work in numbers. So think about on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling emotionally, physically, mentally, etc. I also find that's a really good way to ask a friend how they are doing genuinely, because sometimes if you ask people, how are you? They'll just haphazardly respond good or yeah, I'm doing okay, etc. But if you ask them to like rate how well they're doing or how are you feeling today on a scale of 1 to 10, they are much more likely to think about their answer and give you a true response. So that's something that I love doing with my friends and people that I know to try to get a better grasp on how they're doing and also to let them know that I genuinely care and want to know. Anyway, I was not planning on starting with that, but that's a little something I do. So I don't know, maybe you've already learned something. Welcome back if you have been around for a while. Welcome for the first time, if you're new here, glad you're here. I hope you stick around for a while. I hope you learn something new, find something to smile about and laugh about and just live the bestest, greatest life possible. I believe that happiness is available for all of us if we just choose to seek it and life is hard as well and I am definitely not ignoring that. Anyway, um, not that much is new in my life this week. The biggest thing would be that I started watching Friends, which I know for a lot of people, they're going to wonder maybe why I haven't watched it before, but it is so good, so lighthearted and funny and wholesome, and I just love it so much already, which is really dangerous because there's like 20, 10 seasons of 20 episodes time, and every time I'm at school, I just want to be at home watching Friends in a cozy jumper, but alas, work exists. Anyway, today's podcast is all about giving and receiving, or receiving and giving, And like most podcast episodes each week, I usually don't really know what I'm going to be recording about until a moment arises in my week. Um, So instead of sitting down and thinking of ideas, I usually go about my regular week, my regular life, just learning, living life, trying to enjoy each moment and be in tune with my thoughts and my emotions to kind of learn different things about myself. So in doing that, an idea usually comes to me based off of something that I learned or valued the previous week. I love purchasing gifts for people. Uh, I love writing cards and I love giving time and energy and love to others. And I think seeing someone's face light up as they receive an unexpected and often unnecessary gift is one of the best feelings in the world for both myself and the receiver. Interestingly though, one afternoon I came home from school to see a gift on my desk at home. It was random, unexpected and unnecessary. And my first thought was, oh dang, what can I now do for that person? In my head, I could almost imagine a tally being like, Talia zero, that person one. It's like, I need to give them another gift. I need to write them a card. What do I have to give back to them, etc. And in doing so, I prohibited that gift from being received and truly appreciated because of instead in, because instead of allowing myself to just feel loved and seen and valued in that moment, like I want my gifts to do when I give them to others, I instead felt like I owed that person something in return. And so I completely missed the spirit of giving. And maybe in the past, you have too. So I then jumped on over to the Good Luck 
underscore Charlie pod Instagram page. And I recorded a few stories and did a little bit of a post about this concept, just talking about it, being like, I wonder if others can relate to this. This is something that I've kind of only just realized. And I've recently been challenging myself to make a conscious effort of just accepting and receiving gifts freely, receiving a nice message and allowing it to like infiltrate without actually feeling the responsibility to respond with an equally compliment field message. And this is something I have been working on for a little while because it was made especially clear to me on my birthday. I think that is a great day to test yourself because instead of feeling guilty for receiving so many gifts and presents and nice words like I had in the past, I tried not to feel like I had to respond to every message acting like it was their birthday. So I had to realize that I could just accept it and that I deserve to just let it soak in without feeling like I owed it to everyone to be overly thankful or give them love back. So I shared that little thing on my story and I got a few really interesting replies and I want to read them to you. So one of my lovely aunties commented, I was always taught that you should freely accept a gift given to you, be it a present for your birthday, flowers if you're unwell or a meal if in need. Say thank you and allow the giver the freedom of experiencing the joy of giving, of expressing their love language and of using a spiritual gift that has been given. Giving can be twofold. The giver gets a sense of well-being by the act of giving and the receiver is blessed by the process. So by receiving, you are giving. You are giving them the freedom to give. And I loved that concept and it's something that I'm definitely not very good at. Yeah, I guess that's the whole point of this podcast. It inspired me to think about what it really meant to give and receive a little bit deeper. And then one of my cousins sent me a message saying, we spoke about this in life group this week and how it has been proven that giving to others increases your serotonin and therefore mood, productivity and all that fun stuff. So beautiful. That sparked a lot of thoughts. And I was like, hmm, I really want to investigate this further for myself. And then also, I feel like you guys could really value learning from this and hearing a bit more about it too, because I feel like it isn't talked about that often. So then I have discovered a quote by Dozentamata. Dozentamata. They said, giving is virtuous, but so is accepting gifts gratefully. And I think that sums up basically the entirety of this episode. So adios, that's it. No, please stay. I looked up an article. I basically typed into Google the science behind giving and I was amazed at how much came up. So from Desert Sun, there was an article with the very caption, if you're looking for ways that money can buy happiness, consider donating it to others. Well, that hooked me and I continued to read a little bit more. And they said, neuroscience studies consistently show that donations to charitable organizations can have a lasting positive impact on your mood. When you give money to a cause you believe in, your brain activity changes. According to a study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, ooh la la, there is a clear neurological basis for human altruism. That is, scientists can observe through brain imaging studies how giving to a charity generates increased activity in the brain's reward system. Hmm. In fact, there are two areas of the brain that become more active when a person gives money to charity. The first is the mesolimbic pathway, the same area that distributes the feel-good dopamine chemicals associated with money and food. Therefore, giving is truly a natural high. The second area activated by charitable giving is the subjunal subjunal area of the brain, which plays a key role in formulating social attachment. 
So giving makes you feel good and it also makes you feel more connected. And in an age where isolation and loneliness are all too common, giving to a charity can serve as an important reminder that we're all interconnected and need to support each other. Giving can come in so many forms. It can come in donating to a charity. It can come in saying thank you. It can come in saying thank you to a teacher for a lesson they had prepared or thank you genuinely to your favorite local cafe. A handwritten note and a card goes a long way too because they are so rare now. I Someone sent me a card in the mailbox the other day and I was so shocked to receive an actual handwritten letter by mail. And it is so special to me now, that card. And it just reminded me of the simplicity of life and how special little intentional things like that are, especially when they are rare. It doesn't have to be big. An act of kindness doesn't have to be big to make someone feel seen, valued and heard. And according to science, it can make you feel better too. The Mind and Body article said that giving makes us feel happy. Giving promotes cooperation and social connection It promotes as it promotes a sense of trust and cooperation. Giving invokes gratitude and it's contagious, which is so true. It's also, giving is also one of the five love languages. For those of you who haven't really heard about them before, which I doubt is any of you, the five love language is uh, giving, quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation, and physical touch. And it makes sense then that giving is such a part, large part of the way that we care for each other. And maybe depending on your love language, giving is or isn't a huge part of your life and what you do. But regardless, it is so important to realize how giving affects others. An article by Created With Love says that a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, in some respect, the same can be said about those little items or gifts that you present to the people you care about. One of those gifts may hold a lot of sentimental value. It can remind them that you are thinking of them or that you are thinking beyond the physical item itself. Remember that it's not always about the physical item. It's about showing them the effort and proving that you are thinking of them and that you listen and care for them. So that's kind of why giving is so important. And I want to dive into a little bit more about the receiving aspect of things. So I looked up again an article An article by Tiny Buddha called How to Receive Gratefully Instead of Rejecting Kindness. And I think that's a large part of it. I think that when I receive a gift, I feel guilty and like I have to make up for the gift or pay that person back in quotations. But in doing so, I'm actually just rejecting their kindness and I'm not letting them give to me. Just like my auntie said, in receiving, you are allowing someone to have the gift of giving, which is so beautiful. This person on Tani Buddha said, and I love this quote and I just feel so seen by it. When I was committed to loving myself more, I started to be more aware of how I treated myself. What opened up for me was that I did not know how to receive. And I think this can be seen in so many ways other than just physical gifts it can be seen in I don't know how to receive rest I don't know how to receive kindness I don't know how to receive compliments or a break Um, I don't know how to receive just free gifts of money things like that and this is all something that I struggled with last term and a little bit into this term a lot of people were super kind to me as I was struggling a little bit with just tiredness and burnout 
and I realized that I really did not know how to receive. My boss, for example, would encourage me to take time off work and I felt really guilty. I felt like I needed to be there. I needed to help out like it was my job to do. And that mindset and that attitude isn't really okay. I felt like I didn't deserve rest. I needed to keep on working hard because working hard is what you do. And if you're not putting 100% effort into anything, in my mind, I'm like, what's the point of doing it? I was kind of an all or nothing type of girl. And I guess I'm trying to change that now. My psychologist was talking to me about this at one point and she said you have to stop thinking that rest is contradictory to success or that rest is separate from achieving your goals etc rest is a part of it and it's a part of the process it's a part of the journey it's a step that you have to complete to become successful to be working hard and it's true I definitely used to think of it as something separate and I still do and I'm trying to change that but to me it's a rest day it's if I'm resting I think that that isn't helping me. It's the opposite of productivity, but it's actually all just a part of being productive, if that makes sense. And maybe some of you feel that way too. Learning to receive was one of the things that I had to learn in order to really care for myself. This is the article. So when people give to me, I have a hard time accepting since I don't quote unquote need it. or And I believe that it should go to a person who needs it more. You might experience these things as well. You feel indebted all the time or you feel like you're not deserving. But here are some reasons why we need to learn to accept gifts. One, we cannot be emotionally healthy if we cannot accept blessings. And there's a little bit more on this later. Two, it can be it can be harmful to relationships. People need to be allowed to help you. You need to recognize and appreciate gifts. It's accepting love freely and it's allowing people into your life more. Number three, If we can't learn to accept gifts, we rob the giver's chance to experience the joy of giving. There were times when I would squirm and be all awkward when I was given extra attention. There would be times when I'd feel indebted when receiving a big gift or if someone did me a huge favor. I'd think, you didn't have to, or this is too much, or I feel bad that you got me this. Then there were times when I'd feel like I was imposing when a person offered to do something for me, even though they were the ones who offered. I remember when I was younger, maybe around 15, I went to a friend's house to play cards. Around dinner time, my friend's mum invited me over for dinner, and I politely turned her down, telling her I'd be going home soon anyway. She insisted, and I insisted on refusing to accept the invitation. I appreciated her offer, but I didn't want to impose, so I felt it was more polite to decline. Later that night, my friend said that her mum thought it was strange of me to keep turning her down. I was shocked and hurt. I didn't accept the invitation because I didn't want to hassle her in having to prepare for an additional dinner plate. I had no intention of offending her. That memory stayed with me and it is only till recently that I truly understood what happened. I denied her the chance to give. I also robbed both of us of the chance to connect. I was so focused on not wanting to impose that I forgot to appreciate and just be grateful for her offer. I did a poll on my Instagram story asking if people liked gifts and liked giving. And the obvious answer was 100% yes. People love giving. So why do we, why are we all so bad? Maybe not all of us at receiving. And it comes down to that neurological aspect of thinking that we don't deserve it. But you do deserve it. And if anything, and if you don't feel like accepting it, just accept it with the thought of, I'm doing this person a favor. I'm letting them experience the true joy of giving. 
So yes, I hope you learned a little something from this episode. Again, it's just something that I'm learning and experiencing along the way. It's something that I researched and did a little bit of looking into because I was interested and it truly is nothing more than that. I hope that some of you also find this valued or maybe that you related to this a little bit because it's true. Giving is so special, but just as much as you need to be good at giving to make people feel loved, you also need to be good at receiving. Receiving love, receiving rest, receiving attention, receiving care, all of the above, receiving prayers. This is another big thing that I have only just sparked. For those of you who are Christian or just understand this concept, for me, it'd be the sort of thing that people would ask me like, oh, can I be praying for you? Or in this time, I'll be praying for you. And I always felt like I needed to respond with, oh, well, what can I be praying for you for? Or I'll be praying for you too, etc." But it's like, it's not a competition. You can just let them pray for you knowing that you're having a difficult time. You don't need to feel like you need to one-up them or match the level of love they're giving. Like love doesn't keep a record of right and wrongs. It doesn't, it's not a tally. You don't need to feel like you're matching this quota and reaching this goal and reaching this limit to love your friends properly and love those in your life correctly. Finally, I would love to share a little bit of world news at the moment. So for those of you who know me, um, you would know that I love the country East Timor, which is a small no, not that small, small island off the north of Australia, about an hour and a half flight from Darwin. And I've been there a couple of times and it is such a special place to me. My dad is the chair of a charity that operates there and has a scholarship program and a children's home and a whole range of other things. That charity is called Timor Children's Foundation. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because over the Easter weekend, East Timor was devastated by massive flooding. Uh, This flooding was really widespread and it broke banks of rivers and canals due to the 350 350 millimeters of rain that fell in two and a half days. If you're anything like me, I don't really know how much that is, but I can ensure you it's a lot, enough to cause catastrophic flooding across the whole of East Timor. Roads and bridges have been washed away, homes and businesses have been destroyed, and food and precious health supplies have been destroyed as well and at the time of this disaster Dili the capital of East Timor was already in lockdown due to COVID-19 and so there is enormous concern about the further spread of COVID-19 and also the lack of resources now to treat that because they can't transport it and get it places etc. So if you would like to look up Timor Children's Foundation on Instagram you can see a little bit more information or go online look up and you can donate Um, and learn more you can buy some coffee and that money proceeds from that will go towards flood relief appeal and a whole range of other things it would mean a lot to me and in the spirit of giving uh, it could make you feel great as well and it allows these people to receive really really necessary things East Timor is such a special um, country its culture is so rich and sweet but a lot of the people there struggle daily And especially a big concern is a lot of people there live off of their own crops that they grow in their backyard. So flooding has, of course, destroyed those, which destroys their resources that they need to eat and survive, but also the goods that they sell for their profit and um, any of the money that they have additional income. So a lot of families are really struggling and suffering and just a small way that we can help a country that is so close to us for those that live in Australia would just to be to donate a little bit of money. Uh, even just raising awareness and doing research really helps 
make people feel more seen and heard and yes please that would mean a lot to me and a lot to a lot of other people so in the spirit of giving um it would be wonderful if you checked out timor children's foundation or a whole range of other organizations that are helping what else has been happening in my life that i want to talk to you about um i wasn't telling a lot of people because i didn't want to have to tell people if i failed again but i think it's important to be real and honest and again if i do fail i want to be very open about that i have another driver's test on tuesday so a day after this podcast will come out so fingers crossed i just hope and pray that regardless of the outcome i can remain calm and peaceful i believe that i have the skills required to pass the test but potentially something small could happen on the day that messes up my chances um, and ruins the outcome. But regardless, I will be driving soon and getting to go to all of the places that I want to go and celebrate people. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope you feel inspired and grateful for this life that we live in. And I hope that you can get a little bit better at receiving. That is my challenge for you this week. And with that, Good luck, Charlie. Bye-bye, you guys. Have a fabulous week. Good luck, Charlie.